Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives, and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4.4, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's Word, pick the Scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? I hope you're having a wonderful week. I'm so glad you're here with me today. I'm very excited about what God has for us this week. I want to talk a little bit about prayer and how important prayer is in a Christian's life. We have an open invitation to go before God on a regular basis as often as we want or need to and pray. Think about that. The Lord God Almighty, the creator of the universe, wants us to bring our petitions and requests to him. He wants us to talk with him and listen to him. In fact, scripture says in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 that we are to pray without ceasing. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Prayer is a very important tool for us as Christians. It is one way we communicate with God and He with us, and it is often how He communicates His peace to us. So before we dig in, let's pray. Lord, I'm so grateful to come before you today. How amazing you are and how grateful I am that you want us to come to you and pray and bring our petitions to you, bring our requests to you, pour our hearts out to you. You invite us to do that. Thank you. Thank you for that, O God. Prayerful today that as we dig into scripture and read about prayer and how important it was to you, Jesus, when you were here, that we would be able to understand that it's important for us to do the same thing. Open our hearts and our minds to understand how important it is to pray. Help us, O God, I pray, to listen to you, to go before you, to just pour out our hearts to you. I pray for each person who is listening today to this podcast. You know what's going on in each of their lives. You know why they're here today to hear this podcast. Your word will never go out void. It will not return to you void, but it will go out and accomplish what you have for it to accomplish. I'm so grateful for that. Please help us now, Lord, as we dig in. Open our hearts and minds. Help us to hear you and understand and receive what you have for us today. In in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, you know, it, Jesus gave us many examples of how important prayer was to him when he was on the earth. Many times throughout the Gospels, we read of him slipping away to pray, to go to his Father in prayer. Now, he was and is the Son of God. He is God. You wouldn't think that prayer would be necessary for him, but it was when he was on this earth. Let's look at some scripture. 
Luke 5.16 says that Jesus would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. Matthew 14.23 says that after he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. Mark 1.35 says, In the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went to a secluded place and was praying. And of course, there's no way we can forget his prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he had to pray through until he was able to accept and then move in the Father's will. There's a theme that runs through those scripture references, and I only listed a few. There are so many more scriptures that tell of Jesus slipping away by himself and going to his Father in prayer. Jesus would often go to a secluded place where he could be alone with the Father, no interruptions, no distractions, and pray. He had a yearning for his Father. He wanted to spend time with him in prayer. He wanted to hear from his Father. He wanted to listen to his Father. Do we? Do we wake up early, go off somewhere by ourselves so no one can find and interrupt us and just spend time in prayer with our Father? Or maybe for us, it looks like taking some time, some designated time, intentional time before we go to bed and spend time with our Father in prayer. I believe that if it was important for Jesus, it is important for us. Scripture says that he would often slip away by himself or go to a secluded place to pray. He did not want to be interrupted. Or maybe a better way to put that might be to say that he didn't want to be distracted. How often do we sit down, kneel, or bow our heads to pray, and something happens to distract us? It never fails. It happens all the time. Our phones will ring, or we receive a text message, or we just can't seem to concentrate. That is so often Satan trying to distract us so that we will not spend time with our Father in prayer. He knows how important it is for us to pray. And if he can do anything to distract us in that, in our time of prayer, or keep us from spending any time in prayer, believe me, he will. Let's talk about some of the times we see Jesus slipping out to pray. Before Jesus made major decisions, he prayed, and he would pray for a while. Luke 6, 12 says, In these days he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued to pray to God. Jesus was getting ready to choose his disciples, and he prayed all night. He prayed all night. I love that. I love that he prayed all night. I always think about him having this long conversation with his father, just talking and listening to each other back and forth, talking about each disciple, what their names were, who they were, what they were all about, and what they would become. I love that, a conversation between he and his father. That's what we can do. We're invited to do that with our heavenly father. When he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, he went back three times and prayed. He kept going back to his father in prayer until he was able to accept and continue the will of the father, acting it out for his life here on this earth. It's important to note that Jesus's circumstances didn't change. He still had to go to the cross. He was still the only one who could be the sacrifice for our sin. They didn't change. His, sac- his, his circumstances did not change. But in prayer, he was able to find the strength to accept and move in God's will. 
And honestly, Jesus had already accepted the will of the Father. He knew what he was here for. He prayed until he until he could continue walking in and through what God had sent him to do. He needed encouragement, reassurance, strength, and guidance from his Father. I can promise you we need encouragement, reassurance, strength, and guidance from our Heavenly Father even more than Jesus did when he was on this earth. It's important to pray. It's so important to have a disciplined prayer life. I was thinking about how often I go to God in prayer, how often I go to him and just list everything I want or need, or how often I tell him all about every single bad thing in my life and then end my prayer with in Jesus name and go on about my business. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't bring everything to God. In fact, I'm a firm believer that we should pour our hearts out to God in prayer. It's important that we tell God what is in our hearts through prayer. We need to tell him everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. But our prayer life needs to be more than us asking and telling God. It's so important that we take the time to listen to God. We need to give him time in that quiet place where we are totally focused on him, not distracted by anyone or anything, to give him time to speak to us. Prayer is not one-sided, or at least it shouldn't be. I found in my own life that when I take a minute after praying and pouring my heart out to God, when I take a minute to just sit in the quiet and wait, when I do that, I often experience His presence in a way that I can promise you I do not experience when I just quickly jump up and get going. It's as if He says to me, I hear you, honey. Now just know that I have this and you don't need to worry. I love that about my father. He sees, he knows, he cares, he's aware, he's listening. I I just think that is amazing. Now, I've been asked many times if God already knows everything that we think and feel, everything that's in our hearts, why is it so important that we pour our hearts out to him? He already knows how we feel. Why do we need to tell him? And I understand why people would ask that question. I've asked it myself. And here's what I believe. When we speak what's in our hearts to God, when we tell him how we really feel without holding back or prettying things up, we're emptying our hearts so that he can begin replacing all that we're pouring out with more of him, more of his perspective, more of his love, his guidance, until we tell him what has hurt us, why we are angry, what we're thinking, until we pour all that out to the Lord, until we empty all of that out of our hearts and minds, there's no room for God to fill us with anything else. There's no room for God because all we can see and hear are those feelings and emotions that have us so torn up. All those emotions, all those feelings need to be poured out to God. It's almost like when we empty everything out and then just sit there and let God... um, talk to us or speak to us or move in our hearts in a certain way. It's almost like presenting God with a blank canvas to paint an entirely different picture than what our hurt would have painted. 
The practice of pouring out and then filling back up is very real in our walk with God. We pour out to God all that's in our hearts, and He fills us with all of Him and all that should be in our hearts. He fills us with what will help us walk through and be victorious in and overcome whatever's happening in our lives. Scripture says in Philippians 4, 8, that we are to think things that are true and honest, just and pure, lovely and of good report, virtuous and praiseworthy. Those are the things that we are supposed to keep in our thought and in our in our thoughts and in our minds. We cannot hold hurt, anger and fear in our hearts and think things that are true and honest, just and pure, lovely and of good report, virtuous and praiseworthy as listed in, in Philippians 4, 8. It's not possible. God wants us to empty ourselves out in prayer so he can fill us up with him. Okay, so let's talk about with thanksgiving for a minute. Remember that Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So what does with thanksgiving mean? One of the definitions of with is accompanied by. Don't you love that? We are to bring all our our prayer requests, anything that is or could be making us feel anxious, all our worries and heartaches accompanied by thanksgiving. Bring it all, but also bring a grateful heart. We may not feel grateful for the issues we're bringing before God in prayer, but our anxious heart needs to be accompanied by a grateful heart that is humble enough before God to just say thank you. Thank you, God, that I can bring all of this to you and that you are God, all-powerful, all-knowing, and able to work it all for good somehow. We should come before him just grateful that he's done so much for us already. And honestly, if he never answered another prayer for us, he has already done enough. Jesus died for us. Can we really go before him with anything but a grateful heart? So since we know that prayer was so important in Jesus's life and we see how disciplined he was with his prayer life, what should that look like for us? Well, I believe it has a lot to do with choosing to make prayer a priority in our lives. Prayer and Bible study are so important in developing our faith walk with Jesus. But the truth is, we get to choose. In my own prayer life, I found it very helpful to set aside a specific time for prayer. For me, one of those times is very early in the morning when I wake up and go into my quiet place, usually just after I've had my devotion because I always try to do my devotions in the morning. And then right after that, I try to set aside that time every morning to pray, to go before Almighty God with a thankful heart for what He's just shown me in my devotion and just pray. Be grateful for who he is and what he is and what he has already done for me and then bring my prayer list to him or bring my petitions to him or just sit and pray for the people that he has brought into my heart and in my mind. It's a set time every morning that I really, really look forward to because I know I'm going to get to spend time with my father in heaven. 
I love that. I think another thing that helps develop our prayer life is to pray when we feel prompted to do that. Often the Holy Spirit will make me um, or wake me up out of a sound sleep with someone on my heart. And I have a choice whether to respond in prayer or go back to sleep. We have a choice. So when we feel that prompting or when when someone comes across our heart or our mind, then take a minute to pray. That's very important. And that helps develop um, a discipline in us to pray. So my challenge, I think, for this week is for us to set aside a specific time to pray. When um, we set that that specific time aside to pray, then we will kind of make that a point. It's like an appointment to go pray. And it's very important that we do that. And that helps us get into the discipline of praying. Also, when people ask for prayer, stop right where you are and pray for them. How often do we tell someone that we'll pray for them and then we go on and about our business and forget about it? So if at all possible, when people ask for prayer, stop right then and pray for them. Make a list and pray over that list. Be looking for how God begins answering those prayers. Those are also markers for us to go back to when we need reminders of how God has answered prayers for us. I really want to thank you for joining me this week. I will definitely be praying for you. Be prepared for Satan to try and steal your time and distract you so you can't pray. Let me encourage you to pray anyway. Please remember to lift me up this week as well. I'm so grateful when people pray for me because I always need it. And I'm so grateful when God puts me on someone's heart. Know that again, I will be lifting you up and I will be praying for you. Also visit my website at www.walkbyfaithwithdiana.com. We have posted some new devotions and new podcasts this past week that I really think you'll enjoy. I know they they blessed my heart and I know God really dealt with me as I was doing them. So listen and look for those and feel free to send me an email with any prayer requests or questions you may have. Um, send them to walkbyfaithwithdiana at gmail.com. I hope you have a great week and God bless you as you continue to walk by faith.